0: fresh and i couldn't i got to the end and i said i kind of know what happens next so i pray the, play the next one all right now i really have to know to see how this turns out and it's so good and you were watching so i was watching the clips that we we're going to show you and it was when you come to it with being able to see jesus or wanting to see jesus and to, to relive those moments in your life where he's called you and he's loved on you. And he's met with you in, the, in these powerful ways that all of these different characters have. I just get filled with emotion. And I, I start to cry. And I'm thinking, God, you're so good. And I begin to thank him for what he's done in my life. Amen. Like It's so good. We're going into... Uh, episode eight this morning and we're going to be talking about uh, divine appointments divine appointments how many of you have ever had a divine appointment in your life some a, a, a meeting with somebody or a certain situation or even a, a, a divine appointment with God where he met you in a powerful way th- those appointments will mark you amen not, not only will they mark you, but they will encourage you, they will challenge you, amen? It's so good. And so that's what we're, we're going to be talking about this morning, these divine appointments. But leading up to these divine appointments, we have two other things. We have divine directions in our lives, and we have divine waiting, Amen. Yeah, divine direction and divine waiting. And so this thing about divine direction is that the Holy Spirit will lead us. How many of you have ever been led before by the Holy Spirit to do something that you normally wouldn't have done? Yeah. You take a certain route home and then you just feel this prompting, oh, maybe I'm going to go a different way today. And you normally never go that way, but you think, oh, I'm going to go that way. And then you find out later on that there was an accident. You know, the things like that, the Holy Spirit will lead and prompt us. Jesus had such a divine direction. In, in John 4, 4, it says, and he had to pass through Samaria. He had to pass through. He had to pass. That word had uh, is a uh, day by the way i'm taking greek right now and so i i'm like thinking about everything through greek when i'm reading the bible it's pretty cool but that word a day it means to be necessary or to be unavoidably determined by prior circumstances that's that's powerful that word had to Jesus had a divine direction. I really believe that that necessity to pass through Samaria was given to him by the Father, by the Holy Spirit. He was being led that direction. So why why would a bunch of Jewish people go through Samaria? If you understand the time, what the, the, the dynamic of that time back in those days, you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do that. And so he had to go through. And it was for a specific purpose. He may not have known why, but he knew that he had to go there. This divine direction. Saul was another one who experienced a divine direction in his life. When he met Jesus on the road and he got struck blind and was told to go into the city. Yeah? Go into the city. And wait for further instructions. I will tell you what to do. Brother man waited three days. <laughs> Blind. <laughs> three days. That leads me uh, to, to our next point. Is that sometimes when we are given a divine direction, we are also called to divinely wait. Divine waiting. Divine waiting. How many of you like to wait? Anybody? No, none of us, especially us millennials, we hate waiting. And I can't imagine the, 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 what is it, Gen Z is after us? X? Z? A, B, C, D, F, G, whatever. Anyway, I can't even imagine how they have it. You know, like microwaves? Oh, man, that's the best. Hot pockets, you get full immediately. I love it. But divine Waiting. We have to wait patiently for God's timing in our lives. Amen? Wait patiently for God's timing in our lives. John 4, 6, Jacob's well was there. And so Jesus, wearied uh, wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well. He was sitting beside the well. He was waiting. He knew he had to go to a certain place. He had a direction and a path that led him to a spot where he began to wait. He could have went into the city. He could have gathered food, got, got water with the disciples, hung out, relaxed at wherever they were going to stay. But no, what did he do? He sent them on ahead and he waited. He waited. And we know what that was for. And talking about divine appointments, I'm going to share this story before we uh, watch these two clips. Is probably one of the most divine things in in my life because it, it brought about the biggest change for me and the biggest impact in my life okay i was a freshman i was at the fair and i wasn't going to church wasn't even thinking about church in the bit in the better living tents so they're called right the big white ones okay where you can get all the free pens and fans and stuff like that that's what i loved I always leave with a backpack full of pens and fans. <laughs> so I'm in the tent, and I, and I come across one of the booths, and there's this, uh, this sticker. You know those old Maui-built stickers where it has the, uh, the skull and then the flames coming off of it? Anybody remember those? Some of us? No? Just me? <laughs> okay, a few of us too. <laughs> but they had one of those, but instead of a skull, it said fire of God. And I don't know what led me to buy it, but I was just drawn to it. So I bought it, and I put it on my sticker. Uh, Put it on my sticker? That makes no sense. I put it on my computer. I put the sticker on my computer. Okay? So I have this uh, sticker on my computer, and then Leslie comes and talks to me and invites me to come to church. And later on, I asked her why why she came up to me and asked me. And she said it was because of the sticker that she came and asked me if I wanted to, or if I went to church, and if I wanted to come to church. Uh, to me, th- that's just bizarre, and it's such a God thing for that to happen. I'm you know, talking about waiting when when we wait on the Lord. And we just follow the promptings and we follow those divine directions and divine waiting moments in our lives. What God can do in our lives and what he can do in other people's lives is amazing. Amen? You know, when we have a divine direction, it's not only for us. It's for somebody else. Why does he have you go to the Longs all the way out in Lahaina? I don't know. Maybe there's somebody out there that needs to be touched by God. Amen? When you have a divine direction to go to Taco Bell and go through the drive-thru, and Brother Man is sitting on the edge, you know, waiting, waiting for food or wanting food. Not going to lie, those guys scoop food big time, they are not hungry. I love it. I, I gave food to this one guy in Lahaina through McDonald's, and he was sitting there, and his backpack was full now. And I, I hooked him up with, a, with a, a sandwich and a drink. He takes the sandwich, he puts it in his bag, and I saw other wrappers inside. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. You, you're doing good. Yes. Yeah. But it's those, those little things where we can be a blessing, Amen. We can transform somebody's life or when we meet somebody who will transform our lives. Those divine directions and those divine waiting moments that lead to these amazing divine appointments in our lives that will change and transform us and change and transform somebody else's life. Amen. And this, and these next two clips, they're a little long, but I feel that they're so powerful. It just really encapsulates, in, encompasses, puts it all together, smashes it all together. I can't think of words, but puts it all together and makes it so good. Amen. So let's watch these next two clips before Pastor Lance comes up and closes us out.
1: you believe what I'm telling you?
2: (sighs) Until the Messiah comes and explains everything and sorts this mess out, including me, I don't trust in anyone.
1: You're wrong when you say that you've never received anything from God. This Messiah you speak of, I am He. This Messiah you speak of, I am He. The first one was named Ramin. You were a woman of purity, who was excited to be married. But he wasn't a good man. He hurt you. And it made you question marriage, and even the practice of your faith. Stop it. The second was Farzad. On your wedding night, his skin smelled like oranges. And to this day, every time you pass by the oranges in the market,
2: This man told me everything I've done.
0: Oh, he must be the Christ! <laughs> hey, wait!
3: Your what, You forgot
0: your, um... Rabbi, we got food. What would you like? Ah.
1: I have food to eat that you do not know about.
3: Who got your food? Wait a minute.
1: You told her? Mm-hmm. And she can tell others? What food? My food is to do the will of him who sent me. And to accomplish his work. Y- you told her who you are? Mm-hmm. So does that mean... It means you're going to stay here a couple of days. It's been a long time of sowing, but the fields are ripe for harvest. And so it's time. Let's go. Yes!
3: (laughs) Wow, wasn't that powerful? Yeah, that's awesome. Well, the Samaritan woman, she had a divine appointment with Jesus that changed her life. In that divine appointment, she found acceptance when she had even a difficult time accepting herself and even people rejected her. She found forgiveness and freedom where sin had scarred her soul. And once again, she found restoration of faith to worship God when it seemed that God had forsaken her. Jesus first mentioned that he was the Messiah to her. God is the God of divine appointments. And divine appointments are appointments that lead to encounters with God, like with her, breakthroughs and provisions. Her divine appointment began with a drink of water. And I remember Pastor Zach just shared about his divine appointment that started with a sticker. In John 4, 7, when the Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said, will you give me a drink? It all started with a non-spiritual connection, a drink of water that was the door to her salvation. Her life was so impacted, as you read um, John chapter 4, they say that in the Eastern Christian tradition, through her, many came to know Christ, so much that she was described as equal to the apostles. Even she had an audience with the emperor of that time because of her life, what Jesus did. I believe that God has divine appointments for each one of you, and God has his hand upon you. You know, when you think and you try to reflect back, you can find the divine appointments of God in your life and how you got here. When I look back, I can recall, I mean, there are many divine, I can say divine appointments in my life that laid a foundation to be me being here. And there was one that I will always remember. I remember when I received Christ and I was led to Grace Bible Church on Oahu, my faith was, in, was really up and down here and there, not really connected to the church. And I remember clearly one uh, evening evening service a college pastor named Sydney spoke to me, and he asked me, oh, what do you do? And I was kind of afraid of him because he was a pastor. <laughs> he knows my sins. <laughs> <laughs> so I told him what we do, and I, and I said, oh, we're gonna um, my friends and I are going to go taco hunting. And he said, oh, okay, I'll, I'll go with you. So that was the first time he came with us, and, I, and it was freezing cold that night and we caught some taco but through the whole time he was just shivering in the water and I remember him telling me did the devil tell you to invite me <laughs> it was so cold he was like <laughs> but that was the beginning of my relationship with him and then later we found out we, we liked to golf together and that even connected us and we became best friends all because of one moment in time he took me under his wings. He taught me God's word about putting God first. He taught me about loving people and caring for them. We became good friends, and as he branched out to start a church, uh, be part of a church in Grace in Honolulu, I was part of the team. And now he's with Jesus, cheering. He passed away and is cheering, interceding from heaven. I will always remember his life, his boldness, his love for God and the word. And even as they say that heaven's loss, I mean, earth's loss is heaven's gain. He was God's appointment for my life. He never heard me minister. But today I believe that in heaven, he's hearing this word and appreciating of his life for the first time in heaven, from heaven. God has divine appointments in your life, along your way, be open to it. Be open to it. He's going to show you those times. The other thing is God wants us to use us as a divine appointment for Him. You know He always told me that you're no accident, but you're God's idea going somewhere to happen. In the book of Acts chapter 26, he says, "And the angel of the Lord said to Philip, "Go south to the road." the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. Here Philip was led by the Spirit of God, and he meets the Ethiopian eunuch who was on a chariot and so happened was reading Isaiah 53. The eunuch couldn't understand what he was reading. So Philip was there, and he began to explain what the Scripture meant about the good news of Jesus. There the eunuch believed And there he gave his life. He he believed in Christ. And as they went along their way, he also got water baptized along the way because there was water there. Wherever you're at, there is a reason. God's reason. You're God's appointment for someone. You never know who you're going to touch because you're God's purpose for his kingdom. No matter how old or young you are, you are God's appointment for someone in life that is hurting and they need God in their life. I remember when I was in judo in a club I belonged to. I remember seeing a young boy. He was, I guess, uh, junior high. And his name was Derek. And he would get beat up all the time. He was not a good judo player at all. <laughs> he was not even known like in the club. <laughs> but one day I just felt in my heart that I should start to train him. Work with him. Help him. So I connected with him and I began to work with him. This is all to the glory of God. So I changed his style. I worked on his technique. I cared for him. I loved him. I brought him to church and he received Christ in his life. Years went by and in his junior year, he became Hawaii's first high school national champion. All because God had a purpose for his life. And I was God's divine appointment for him. You're God's divine appointment for someone in the world that you live. Because there is someone that needs God. Can we have the worship team as we come? So today as we close, I want us to know that God has appointments for you in the days ahead. And that he also wants you to be a divine appointment for someone else. Let's stand. I want us to say this prayer together as we close. And then we're going to close with a worship song. Say, Lord, I ask for heaven's divine appointments in my life. And through my life. Open the gates of your kingdom so I can receive your grace and walk in your kingdom power. Just as Isaiah said, Lord, here I am. Send me. Lord, use me as a divine appointment who needs you. In Jesus' name. Let's worship Jesus. Give us your heart. Lord, give us your heart to see how you would see people's lives as those that are walking around on this earth. that we would see how they, we would see their hearts and how they feel. Give us your heart, Lord, to see those crying and hurting. So Lord, we thank you, and we dedicate our life this morning to you and use us in every way you can. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you.